The Guthrie my, compound. My oh, cat's puberty. <laughs> what puberty. the fuck was that? Puberty. Can <laughs> 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 you put that in there, please? I think oh, I might my. have to. Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. Rob, we are back here on episode seven of the Scout Team MVPs podcast after a week away from the masses. I am happy to be back. I uh, was on a little vacation. Um, oh, yeah. A little vacation. Uh, don't get to do that very often, but in, uh, since I've had a big boy job, it seems to, you know, it's happened a little more often than when I was growing up, but we were always too busy with, you know, sports and stuff to ever want to go away anywhere. So, but no, I was on a vacation, took a cruise. I'm not sure if you've ever been on a cruise before. But no, never. I hate the water. I hate big boats. You swim? <laughs> I'm a pretty good swimmer for being, I don't know, 6,000 pounds overweight, but, you know, whales you, are uh, good take... swimmers too, you know? <laughs> Did you take swimming lessons growing up? No, my dad threw me in the water and was like, here, swim. <laughs> did you guys have a, a pool or anything, or like, where did you where did you go? We swam in lakes because in trailer parks, they didn't really allow pools. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I think I took my swimming lessons at uh, at Palmyra Lake. And for those of you listening, oh, yeah? uh, Palmyra is you know neighboring town of where where we lived and where we went to high school. But I think I remember doing it at Palmyra Lake. And one of the things I remember doing is you know like bobbing up and down in the water. And they just I, that's all I feel like I ever did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Chris. Um, all right, Chris. We're gonna we're gonna swim today. Now bob bob up and down. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I can do that. If their um, swimming lessons are anything like their actual school lessons, yeah, it took you a while to swim. I can swim all right, um, but funny, not it's funny, but it's not funny. While we were docked in one of our ports on the cruise, there was uh, another cruise ship that was kind of in the in the same spot, you know, kind of a neighboring boat there. And this was like the first or second day of of the cruise, right? There was a guy that jumped from the 11th deck of the boat, like off of his balcony into the water. Uh, like what? No I'm not sure if Are he saw the video on Instagram. Or like, no, like, but the, like, there's like a group of like young dudes that were like drinking. The guy said he was still drunk from the night before and he like, jumped from the 11th deck and he just like, well, I thought I could just jump and swim back ashore and I could just get back on the boat and everything would be fine. Oh but God. obviously they saw him and Royal Caribbean, the cruise line that he was on, uh, banned him for life and, you know, told him, the, they gave him all his stuff and said, all right, find your own way home from the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Hopefully that was worth it. But yeah, it posted on Instagram and it got like a bunch of different views. And it's just like, well, I hope that that uh, jump into the water was worth a couple grand you probably spent on the trip that you were only there for a day (laughs) yeah um you know what though i'm kind of empathetic with him because if me and the boys uh were out on a cruise ship i guarantee one of us would do something dumb like that too so (laughs) i hope not i mean just 
I mean, it was funny to watch like the video, but like thinking, I'm like, man, that's like so stupid. <laughs> like banned for life. You got to find your own way home. It's just one uh, goat. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the, the local authorities in the Bahamas thought it was hilarious and they didn't charge him with anything, but still, I'm just like, well, I, I hope that Can was you worth it. Be to you, charged for jumping out of boat. Is it the Bahamas I mean, or Nazi Germany? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know, quite know what their what their laws are about jumping off of cruise ships. Eleven, you know. And that up, brings but. me to my main point: is America is amazing. <laughs> yes, episode seven. We're back. We're back and better than ever. Back from the vacation. Rob is rejuvenated. I'm not sure what he did last week, but I'm sure it was fantastic. Um, um no, actually, yeah, it was I think I last week um uh, that was yeah um so i'm starting a new job it's pretty good pays pretty good so yeah waking up early is not my thing but yeah that's what i did all week you got, so you got nice, one of those you got a nice vacation out of it yeah i mean some of us you know gotta gotta take vacations every now and again yeah. you know well, Can't I work hope all you the time. it sounded like a blast i'm i'm sure you I'm sure you had a good time and got a little tan yeah, usually I just burn. I I usually use like really strong, you know, sunscreen. I use like SPF seventy, and I, I was using it all weekend. I'm like one of the last couple of days. I'm like, you know what? I haven't really gotten much of a tan, so I'm not going to use sun sunscreen today. And my chest uh, is hating me right now, and it's peeling, and it's really really red. <laughs> yeah, it's that uh, Wisconsin sensitive uh, albino skin that we have here. Pretty much, but. With that, episode seven coming at you, Rob and I here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, talking all that's happening in the world of sports. We have a lot to go through this week as we didn't talk any sports last week. We had some NFL championship games go down. Two teams are now headed to the Super Bowl. College basketball had a couple top teams go down last week. Uh, and we also have our honorable mentions of the week. We're going to talk about some of those Sports topics that don't garner the most attention out there, but we want to make you guys aware of it. And as always, our scouting for picks, where we are going to give you a little recap of our previous picks um, of the NFL, AFC, and NFC Championship games. And we are also going to do something a little bit different since our Super Bowl is two weeks away. We're probably going to pick a couple of other sports here on this episode. But with that, Rob... Can't wait to do this episode. Jumping right into a short break and an ad from our sponsor. We'll see you right after this. And we're back here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, jumping right into our first segment of this seventh episode. Rob, we're going to talk NFL. We had AFC, NFC championship games go down this past weekend. Two games, two overtimes, two games full of craziness. Let's jump right into Rams and Saints. And wow. Yeah, that was a good one. Like Rams down what was it 13 right it off in th- there in the first quarter rams come back score 10 make it 13 10 at halftime back and forth the rest of the way 
And let's just jump right into it, Rob. That controversial call that wasn't made, pass interference, clearly against the Rams, Mm -hmm. wasn't called. Rams go on to win in overtime on a 57-yard field goal. What happened there? Yeah, I don't know how they got that so wrong. It was clearly pass interference. Is clearly contact that's not allowed. Ball was clearly in the air. The ref was right there. I don't know. Uh, let him play, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I mean, they in, in big games, they usually make those calls every single time, and, you know, they just messed it up, this one. Yeah, and I think they, they came out and said, you know, after that game that clearly should have been called there, but it wasn't. It's not like they can do anything about it now, but – I think this kind of just goes to show, and everybody's been talking about it on social media, of course, is should certain penalties like that be challengeable, whether it's a roughing the passer or a pass interference call, should that be challengeable by the coaches? What do you, what do you think? I'm going to have to go ahead and say no. It does suck. It does bite people in the butt a lot. But when you start co- like being able to challenge calls and I mean the games take even longer you're challenging everything you know then you're kind of downplaying the whole role that the officials play I mean that's kind of the, the sport you know anything with officials human error is possible and that adds an element to the game that I guess <laughs> for the Rams can be exciting <laughs> yeah and uh Todd Gurley I'm not sure if you saw what he posted on Instagram, you know, how, how NFL or even NBA or all sports, really, they do a, a jersey swap, you know, after the game. They take a picture, all that kind of stuff. He obviously Photoshopped, but he posted on Instagram a picture of him jersey swapping yeah, with, I with think a referee. <laughs> instead of Photoshopping it, he should have went out of the way and actually jersey swapped a ref. I mean, come on, that'd be hilarious. There's no though. way they're going to allow that. It's, I mean... <laughs> People already think it's an inside job. They would go yeah, nuts but, if that was a I mean, real it picture. just kind of goes to show you just how, I don't know, funny everyone thinks it is. Obviously not funny, but, you know, even Rams players are able to see that it was kind of messed up. So, uh, you know, it just kind of poking fun at the whole thing and kind of lightens it a little bit and kind of takes some of the pressure off the Rams. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was bad calls happen, missed calls happen. Like you said, that's part of part of the game. Human error. Uh, they do have so much technology available to them now. Where I mean, you really could probably have a game without referees to some extent, right? I mean, there's just so many cameras available, so many different technological advances that have happened in recent years. But I mean, it's part of the game, and it's going to be continue to be a part of the game. Not sure that being able to challenge penalties is necessarily the right way to go Um, I don't really see it happening myself but I think if enough of these things happen in big time games such as this I think eventually we're going to see something like that happen I mean it's just NFL has been you know they do their off-season stuff and their their meetings and stuff like that where I'm sure it's going to come up but ultimately I'm not sure if it's really ever going to hold any water so to speak I don't think it will um just because then, like I said earlier, you're challenging everything. You're downplaying the whole role of the official. It's, you know, it just kind of sets a very dangerous precedent. 
I guess the best we're going to get is people like Michael Thomas asking the commissioner to overturn games and stuff, which is never going to happen, but, you know, there's always an option. Right, and I mean, yeah, like I said, it is what it is. It sucks that it happens in a, in a big game like that, but mistakes do happen. Human error is uh, in play there, but with that, the Rams coming out on top 26-23 over the Saints. Some stats from that game, Jared Goff, 297, a touchdown. Chris Anderson on the ground for the Rams, 16 attempts, 44 yards. Brandon Cooks, 107 yards receiving on seven catches. Drew Brees, 249, two touchdowns. Mark Ingram, nothing really much to speak of on the ground. Nine attempts for 31 yards. Alvin Kamara did have 11 catches for 96 yards for the Saints. But again, the Rams coming out on top on that 57-yard field goal in overtime. I'm just wondering here, because Michael Thomas said overview it or, you know, overturn it and he made a tweet and whatever laying out a specific rule giving commissioner power to do so but if that call is made it's still not guaranteeing anything nothing's a guarantee in major league sports which is why they don't you know review things like that i just i just don't think they would have i'm not saying they wouldn't have won if the that was called but it's not like a for sure it's, it was you know it's not like a done deal if if that was called that they the Saints would have won you know what I'm saying yeah obviously you know nothing is certain especially if there's still time on the clock we've seen many a times in many games where they don't need much time something crazy could happen we've seen it so many different times yes it's not a done deal but I mean when it happens and especially in such a big game like this everyone's obviously going to point to that and yeah. say if that didn't happen you know Saints would have won blah 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 but. Yes, like you said, Rob, like no matter what, if there's still time on the clock, anything can happen. It is sports. We've seen craziness before. We'll see it again. But yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Moving on to the Woo! next matchup, Rob, we had another overtime game. I know you're happy about this one. Patriots coming out on top in overtime. Against the Chiefs, thirty-seven to thirty-one. <laughs> Two decent teams. Obviously, the the Chiefs are really good offensively, but their defense is trash. Patriots ran. I'm pretty sure the same play four times in a row. They still couldn't catch on. <laughs> Tom Brady is the man, and um, Mahomes just wasn't ready yet. I guess you gotta you gotta when you're playing Tom Brady, you gotta come with some heat, and I guess there was not enough fire in Mahomes' arm to get it done. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Chiefs putting themselves in a 14 nothing hole at halftime didn't help matters, but they did score 24 points in the fourth quarter to get to that overtime. And they did actually, if D Ford for the Kansas City Chiefs is not offsides and they have that tip pass that was intercepted, in D Ford's situation, yeah, he, like you clearly look at the replay, like he was way offside. Like, so if you're that if you're that far outside, I would sure hope you affect Tom Brady in some sort of way. But for that penalty to happen there, not not good. Patriots, yes, they seem to be in this situation all the time. What was that? Their eighth straight AFC Championship game that they were in, and it's just crazy to see Tom Brady, old man, old man Tom, still doing his thing. Crazy to watch him in those. Last second scenarios, yeah, overtime scenarios, big game scenarios. He always he's seems to find a way. Clutch major time. 
on top of his five Super Bowls, three MVPs, 14 Pro Bowl appearances, his clutch ability is bar none. And I think that's why you have to put him as the only person you can call the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly. I mean, has, has I made hear his a lot case, of right? like, like Joe it's Montana kind of hard to argue at and, this point. You know, a lot of older quarterbacks from back in the Dizay. But I mean, you just compare them; it's not even close. I don't know who even says things like that. I mean, in my opinion, if it's not Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, or Tom Brady, there are no other names that should be listed. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially, I mean, for us, I mean, those are a lot of the guys that we've grown up watching and have seen the most of. It's it's hard to go anywhere else, I, I guess, as far as when you say greatest of all time. Um, but Tom, <laughs> obviously, with his, just what he's done in major games, winning five Super Bowls, yeah. like you said, potentially six here now. And I mean, the, it's that would just be insane. Had, you, you have to think that. Probably one of the worst offensive Patriots teams he's had in forever and you know they still find a way to get it done you know and I mean again I hear a a lot of Joe Montana in the best of all time but I mean Tom Brady is I mean just look at the numbers it just better in every single way I don't know how you could make an argument any any differently you know he's he's Tom Brady he's 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 good I I I don't know but Universe. It's, uh, mm-hmm. well, uh, he is he's a Michigan Michigan product. I mean, look at this. Look at the stat line too. You're right. 348 yards through the air for Tom Brady. One touchdown. He did have two picks. Uh, Sony Michelle on the ground. 29 attempts for 113 yards. Two TDs. Julian Edelman seven catches for 96 yards. Pat Mahomes did have 295 through the air and three touchdowns, but just not quite enough. Despite that crazy fourth quarter where the Chiefs put up 24 points to put that one into overtime, but still not quite enough. We've talked a lot about you know Tom Brady and greatest of all time, but I think who might be the GOAT, Rob, is, is Tony Romo and his play call predicting. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, you know, I hated Tony, Tony Romo for the longest time, but that is only because he was a cowboy. You can really like hear and see his genius when he's calling games. It's absolutely incredible to watch him call plays before they're even happening. The guy is, the guy's a, a football genius. I don't know how he didn't get some sort of offer or even a looking at when it comes to coaching position of any kind. I th- I think with these last two seasons that we've seen him now on CBS calling games, that. You know, we only have a short amount of time before the next play is run, right? Where there's the play clock there and teams are getting plays in and they're getting up to the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. But in those short few seconds, when that <laughs> offense lines up, he can diagnose pretty much exactly what every single person is going to do. And he called it out multiple times in that AFC championship game. He told you, these two guys are chipping. Look for Edelman over the middle. Boom, what happens? Those those two tight ends are chipping. Edelman over the middle. <laughs> Oh, the one of the biggest plays, one of the biggest plays of the game. They put Gronk out wide. They said they he's he's before that play even happened. He's like they need to get Gronk out wide. So what do they do? They get Gronk out wide and throw it to him, just like he says. And like you said, he called every single play. It was, I mean, he's done that forever as a as a you know an analyst announcer guy. But 
you know, it's just kind of crazy to to watch them do it in a big game. Yeah, and they, I think CBS for you know released some of their numbers from from that game. They said like fifty three or fifty four million people tuned into that AFC Championship game, which is just insane. But for that many people to see and witness what Tony Romo can do, like I said, in those short few seconds before that play is run, and in that particular play that you're talking about, Rob with Gronk, Romo just said he said, "Look for the, if this safety comes down." They're going to hit ground. And what does that safety do? The safety comes so down and he hits that's ground. That's like, kind of like, just, it's it just shows crazy. you like, not necessarily just... how smart Tony Romo is, but you get quarterbacks with that much experience and that much knowledge like Tony Romo, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers is even like that, Peyton Manning in his heyday. They're able to see that in the game in real time, and it kind of just puts it all in perspective when you got someone in the booth able to, you know, kind of tell you what they're thinking, you know? That's true. I mean, I think that's what probably truly separates those really great quarterbacks to the average ones is that while they're on the field, they're able to say, okay, if this guy does this, I'm going here. This guy does this, I'm doing this. Like, it's crazy how much information they process in such a short amount of time. And that's really oh, yeah, what for sure. I think um, separates them. Again, from I love hearing them call great. plays. It's calling him calling games is one of the greatest things I think of the football season for me because the lions suck. So, you know, I mean, it just, it, it's, it's awesome to be able to, like I said, like put, you know, in words, what the quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Rogers, you know, are thinking at the line, you know, in game, you know? Yeah. I don't think we're ever truly going to understand, but I think, Tony Romo definitely gives us a glimpse as to what it really is like on the field for those quarterbacks. And obviously him in the booth calling those plays before they even happen. He knows just what every single person on that field should be doing yeah. as he should, you know, being a quarterback. Tony Romo, you know, from Burlington, so Wisconsin. We may never get a glimpse of what it's like CBS. to be an NFL quarterback, but I will get a glimpse of what it's like to kick a 45-yard field goal. Shane, where you at? Oh, damn. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> uh, I'm sure maybe we can, uh, you know, after this, we can it in get, there. Some, get some audio <laughs> from Shane. And uh, <laughs> you guys put it right, inject it right into this uh, NFL segment. But, yep, two crazy overtime games we have. Rams versus Patriots in the Super Bowl being played in Atlanta. Going to be a good one. Going to be a rematch. What was that? Of Super Bowl 36? The L- LV, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, those the Roman numerals. Yeah. <laughs> Rams, That's Patriots, perfect. Super Bowl 2019. How's that, Rob? <laughs> you want to talk some overtime rules? What are, your, what are your thoughts on the current ones right now? Like, do you think it's fair for someone as clutch as Tom Brady to come walk his team down on a very poor Kansas city team and just end it all like that, man. I, I really don't like the NFL overtime rules. Um, I mean, I know they've changed it now a little bit, but I think if you want a true kind of overtime, why not just do what high school and college does put the ball at the, you know, the 20 yard line, 25 yard line, whatever you want to do and let them go at it. Like, you know, they each get a chance to possess the ball, 25, 20-yard line, whatever you want to do, and just keep going until there's a winner. And they even, like, in college, too, like, after a certain amount of times, like, they have to start going for two, you know, like whatever you need to do. But to see 
especially in a game like that where it was so fun to watch the entire game, and all of a sudden, because of a coin flip, Patriots yeah. get the ball um, and they go down and score. And at the, the same over. point, though, does a team like Kansas City deserve to be in the Super Bowl with their last ranked defense in the league? You know what I mean? It kind of it's it's not unfair because the defense has to do some work. You know what I mean? Um, and if it was you know if it was the other way around. I'd I'd be saying the same thing. You know, I mean, I think the way to go would probably be something along the lines of the way the NBA um, professional soccer, how they do it. They just play an extra extra quarter, you know, for example, or, you know, an extra an extra period of time. And whoever's above, uh, you know, in the lead at the end is the winner. And that's probably the, the easiest way to do it. Yeah, so just like kind of a continuation of the normal game, just like in every other sport, like you said, pretty much, where you you play an extra 10 minutes. They already put 10 minutes on the clock or whatever it is in overtime. Why not just play it out and whatever happens at the end of that 10 minutes happens? Like <laughs> That would seem to be a little bit better than what they have going on right now. With that, Rob, two good teams still going to be playing in that Super Bowl, like we mentioned. A lot went down over this past weekend going to be awesome to see that Super Bowl in a couple weeks. With that, we are going to move right along and take a short break. And we're back here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, episode seven. And you know what I didn't do, Rob, in our intro to this episode? I didn't. I didn't talk about where our listeners can find us on the internet, Facebook, Twitter at Scout Team MVPs, our podcast profile, anchor.fm slash Scout Team MVPs. You can also support our podcast on that page by clicking the support this podcast button. Our website, Scout Team MVPs.com. Did I miss anything? Are we are we anywhere Chris, else? Chris, I'm just gonna let you know that if you mess up one more time, I'm gonna get really mad. So here's how it goes. Strike one, shame on me. Strike two, you're out, you know? That's how yep. it goes. That's that's what they always say. That's the famous saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I just sometimes you know, like when you start talking about stuff, you just forget. Just get so hyped of that. You get so top, hyped up, you just forget forget to plug our social media stuff. You know, which is the worst thing you could do because our social media is the coolest thing we offer. Yeah, our Facebook is kind of uh, getting a little rowdy. It is getting uh, a little rowdy. I like it. We talked a couple weeks ago how we uh, just uh, hit 100 likes on Facebook, Rob, and we're, we're fast approaching uh, 300 yep. as we as we talk right now. I mean, like I said a couple weeks ago, everybody's doing it. Yep, might as well do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, peer pressure. Get on it. Like us on Facebook, Scout Team MVPs. Follow us on Twitter at Scout Team MVPs. And listen to our podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with Anyone and everyone. Psychologist. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody Everybody, wants to hear us. It's just it's just the right thing to do. Exactly. With that, Rob, segment two, college basketball. Oh yeah. We had a couple of we had a couple of top teams go down this past week. Duke lost last week, Monday, to Syracuse 95 to 91. Duke, I mean, when it comes to Duke. The person I automatically think of, and obviously, if you watch ESPN at all, you're gonna you're gonna talk about 
Zion Williamson. He is a beast. Yeah, he really is. And I'm not getting too crazy here, but his body type and just how athletic he is is so similar to how LeBron James was when he was younger. I'm not saying he has the same basketball talent, but the the body type is definitely similar and he's able he's what is he like 250 and he's able to jump out of the room. It's crazy. He's actually like 280 and he's like way bigger than LeBron was, but like he has this he, how big he is and like how high he can jump is just incredible. <laughs> I mean yeah, it's nuts. I mean I don't think he's as how tall is he? I don't think he's as tall as LeBron, but he's definitely well, yeah, makes up for it in the ups. The the power of internet, Rob, and um, let's oh, let's do this. Oh crap! You're right. Let's let's Google Zion Williamson and look at this. It says he is six seven two ninety. I'm not sure if that's. I, I'm seeing six seven two seventy or six six two seventy. So. Listeners, <laughs> we just want to remind you that the internet is just a source. You don't have to believe everything you read, okay? Yeah, just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. So he's somewhere in the neighborhood of 6'6", six, six, let's just say 275. He's anywhere from 6'5 to 6'8", 250 to 300 pounds. <laughs> he's somewhere in that range. But no matter what, he jumps like a, he's like a, like a 40. I don't even know. Like, Chris, really cool. we here. have the internet. <laughs> we can let's do this again. Zion Williamson vertical. Here we go. Boom. Enter. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Let's see here. Zion Williamson. It is reported. From that two four seven sports dot com. That his vertical leap is. You got it. 40 inches. It's got to be more than that. No, it just says they cleared the mark of 40 inches. This is a terrible (laughs) article. Do (laughs) not believe everything you see See, on the internet. I think I'm reading the same one. It is duped us two times in a matter of minutes. Yeah, the 247sports.com says he stands at 6'7", 285, and he jumped 40.5 inches vertically. So, yeah, whatever. He's he's big, and he can jump. And yeah, he is he's a freak of nature. He's definitely gifted and you know, they say RJ Barrett's better than him, but I don't know. How. Yeah, either way, I mean, Duke losing to Syracuse, like I said last week Monday, 95-91. This past Saturday, they did have a bounce back win against an undefeated Virginia team who at the time was ranked number 4 in the nation, 72 to 70. I watched uh some of that game, Rob, while I was uh, on uh, on that cruise. Poked my head in to watch TV a couple times and that was a really good game. That was a really good game. Close one. I thought Virginia was going to come out on top, but Duke found a way to win at home. And I think uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium has got to be one of those. <clears throat> sorry. Cameron Indoor Stadium has to be one of those basketball you know, venues that we should probably get to a game at some point because that just looks crazy. The fans are right on top of you. It's a must-go to a must-see. Looks yeah. like a must, yeah, must-see arena to be at. I think that would be fun. Fun time. Duke, that bounce back victory against Virginia. Another team, Rob, and this is fantastic. Your Michigan Wolverines going down on Saturday to the Wisconsin Badgers. That was the first loss for Michigan on the season. They're number two in the country at the time of that game on Saturday. Badgers have six losses on the year, but 64-54 victory for Wisconsin against Michigan. 
Did you catch that game at all? A little bit. You know, no matter what the records are, um, it's always great to win against your your conference, um, especially teams that you hate. Giving them their only loss is definitely good, but obviously in the future, Michigan is obviously better better set up. You know, they got a couple good guards. They got that German feller who's pretty good. Um, He's still playing? Yeah. I just don't – I mean, I just don't see – it being a problem in the future, uh, Michigan is. I this is exciting. I love basketball. I love the Wolverines. Fab Five comes to mind, but you know, seeing them play well, I pick them to win the tournament every year, <laughs> and it never pans out. You're one of those. So this, this might be their their best shot this year. So um, yeah, I mean, Badgers fans can suck it. Um, still got six losses on the year so far. Yeah, we'll take what we can get at this point. I mean, anytime you can beat an un- unbeaten number two team in the nation is, is always a good win. Oh, yeah. Good resume booster. Hopefully the Badgers get back in the tournament this year. But uh, you talked a little bit about the NCAA tournament, Rob. So you're one of those people that you just pick your favorite team to win every year? Yeah, every single year. It's actually, if I do those brackets, it doesn't turn out too bad because Michigan tends to upset a few teams and... I do believe the first year I went with Michigan in one of those brackets, they made it to the final four and then the final game, uh, the national championship. But uh, ever since then, it's been a, just a a pool of despair picking the Michigan Wolverines. Do you how many do you fill out one bracket, or are you one of the people that fill out like ten? No, I just fill out one because I could care less either way on the brackets. I mean, <laughs> it definitely makes a lot of those games more interesting. And I mean, I don't watch much college basketball during the actual season, but once it comes time for March Madness, like these teams that you've never heard of before, like all of a sudden you're on the edge of your seat, like, oh, come on, please win this game. But oh, yeah, it's definitely. It was like that for me with like George George Mason, I think it was. Yeah, was, they've, they've that, been in there a couple times. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's cool to see big, small teams play big in a big setting. But yeah, like you said, I don't watch a ton of basketball until the tournament. Um, it just there's so many games, and you know they're not really televised all that much. So yeah, I mean it depends on who you follow and who you like. But I mean for the most part, it's one of those one of those sports that come tournament time I'll be watching. But right now it is fun to tune in every now and again, especially in when uh, top teams are going down like they did this past week. Tournament time, Rob is a short. What is it? two months away only so not that much longer yeah it's no not really the college basketball season is like the opposite of the nba it it takes like no time to complete because i think i think they realize that the the tournament is their biggest draw so they kind of just hurry up and get to that part which is nice yeah and even a lot of schools too they have that uh that break over or when finals are and when graduation is and stuff like that. So it kind of gets broken up a little bit, but it also still goes pretty quickly. And yeah, we're, we are right around the corner from March madness and I cannot wait college basketball, Rob, that is our second segment. And we are going to be right back after this. We are back here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, episode seven coming at you. I will mention time, Rob. 
we love oh, yeah. our honorable mentions because it gives us the time to talk about some of those things that are happening in the world of sports that don't garner the most attention, but we want to make you the fans aware of. And one of those things that we're going to talk about right now, Rob, is the NBA. Yes, sir, Bob, we will. You know, obviously we're going to talk Bucks action here, considering they're still in first place based on win percentage. You know, they just keep doing it over and over and over. Giannis, obviously the glue that holds Milwaukee as a whole together. You know, Brogdon's been huge this year. He's averaging, I think, 15 points a game. That's huge from, you know, someone who they they expected that from. Brooke Lopez kind of came in and did more than I thought he was going to do, and he's been a huge presence down low. They kind of have it all this year with their shooting and post-game. Not to mention Brooke Lopez can even step back and hit a three if they need. It's it's fun to watch. I mean, I don't know about you, Chris. I've been watching them a lot lately because we get them on our TVs here in Wisconsin. Um, it's one five in a row here. They're eight and two in their last ten. They're thirteen and eight on the road. Twenty one and four at home. So if you live in Wisconsin, you like basketball. Go freaking see Giannis Antetokounmpo dominate a team in the NBA. Yeah, Bucks 34 and 12 on the season like you said, best winning percentage in the Eastern Conference. They are a few percentage points ahead of the Raptors who are sitting at 35 and 13. Looks like let's let's run down this Eastern Conference here, Rob. All right. Bucks 1, Raptors 2, Pacers 3, and does anybody ever talk about the Pacers, but here they are sitting at in a, at the 3 spot. 76ers 4, Celtics 5, kind of a surprise, but still relatively early in the season. I wouldn't be surprised to see them jump up a few spots. Brooklyn Nets, 25 and 23, sitting in that sixth seed. Yeah, that's big. Miami Heat. Yeah, like Brooklyn Nets have been bottom feeders the last couple years and all of a sudden in that Um, sixth. And on top of that, their roster isn't, isn't top six worthy, so they're definitely playing up right now. And I mean, hopefully they can keep up that trend for for Brooklyn's sake. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of surprising teams in the East that are, are doing fairly well. Like you said, the Celtics, I kind of figured they'd be okay, but mine are the Pacers. I mean, I never thought Oladipo would be able to literally carry a whole entire team to third place in the conference, but there he is. Jimmy Butler's been huge for Philadelphia, not to mention – you know, there's stars like Embiid and Simmons and uh, Fultz is coming alive here. But, yeah, I mean, that's – other than those top two teams, there's really not much going on. So, if you're a Toronto or Milwaukee fan, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think come playoff time, some of these teams like the 76ers, the Celtics, they're definitely going to be – two teams that you probably aren't going to want to play Pacers in there as well. Just a scrappy team that they get wins. I mean, as you can see right now, both 76ers and the Pacers over 30 wins already on the season, but jumping over to the Western conference, Rob, I I mean, I think was it, was it me? (laughs) Oh yeah. That, that said that I wasn't worried about the Warriors. Yeah. Um, Shane in his infinite wisdom or lack thereof, uh, was worried about the Warriors, but, uh, my boy Christoph McMillian kind of called it right. Yeah, they picked it up and stepped it up. They got Boogie Cousins back, which was huge. He had a really good game back. I think he made four or five threes. Well, for a center, is pretty good. 
Yes. I said it long ago, you know, month and a half ago. I wasn't worried about the Warriors, and here we are getting towards the end of January. Warriors sitting in at the number one spot in the West, 32 and 14. Nuggets still playing really well, Rob, 31 and 14. Thunder, 28 and 18. And at three, four, we got the Trailblazers, five Rockets, six Spurs, seven Jazz, eight Clippers, and the Lakers are now. Sitting in at the ninth spot, 25 and 22. How are you feeling about your Lakers? Um, You know, around the same time you said you weren't worried about the Golden State Warriors, I was saying that I don't know if LeBron would be able to help the Lakers team. I also said that Houston and the Spurs were going to, you know, start playing a little better, and lo and behold, they're they're right up there in, a, in playoff spots, granted season's not really over but yeah I mean the Lakers are just kind of just blah I mean if you watch their games they're just kind of blah they run everything through LeBron and Lonzo Ball just got hurt he's out for I think they said three months or something like that so I mean troubling times for the Lakers fans and LeBron fans for sure yeah it can be interesting to see just how this all shakes out still Lots of that season left, Rob. I mean, what we got another 40 games left, yeah, yep. give or take. So, but another half of the season left to go. And all I care about right now is that uh, team from Milwaukee oh, yeah. sitting in at number one, 34 and 12 in the Eastern Conference. But nonetheless, we have our NBA honorable mention right there, giving a little rundown of where things are at right now. Our next honorable mention, Rob. I don't know how much you follow tennis, uh, the... but right now we have the Australian Open going on, and we've had quite a few good matches here. And wouldn't you know it, Serena Williams, 16 seed over the number one seed, kind of a no-brainer. It seemed like how is she a 16 seed? Yeah. Um... I don't know. Um, she did not really play a ton of tennis you know, due to the kid that she just had not too long ago. But uh, 16 seed, obviously too low. Otherwise, she went to swept the floor with the number one. Obviously, she's my favorite to win it all. She's just phenomenal athlete, phenomenal tennis player. And, you know, when you really compare her to all the other women, it's not really even not even close. So Serena Williams on the women's side, obviously looking like the favorite here. Rob, why don't you take us through the men's side and what, what's going on over there? On Saturday, my favorite to win the whole Australian Open, Nadal got a win over uh, Czechoslovakian. Can't even pronounce the name, but he's going to. I mean, I could tell you what it looks like, <laughs> but I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna say. So, <laughs> um, he he faces TFO, who's an American, um, but he's probably gonna destroy him fairly easily. And then, obviously, Djokovic. And we'll know the results of that by the time people hear this, but as we're recording. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, you'll know before we do. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a sports talk podcast we are! You guys will get the information long before we um, do. So. No, that match will be over before you hear this. So, congratulations, Nadal, on going to the semis. Um, 
uh, Djokovic obviously going to the semis as well. It's probably going to be them in the finals if it's not the semis. So tennis, honorable mention, and yep, that's Australian Open time, everybody. Chris, and I just want to point out that this is all the listeners' fault. What is? We're talking tennis in the honorable mentions only because nobody else really requested topics to talk about so we kind of talk about things that we kind of like um so if you guys want to hear something or our take on something feel free to call me text me Facebook are, you, are you gonna give out your are you gonna give out your number yeah it's uh one two three four five six seven niner sixty five nice so i mean we we love your suggestions and we want to know what you hear so uh, if you don't like tennis, suggest something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Honorable <laughs> mentions. I think that's a beautiful segue into our next segment, Rob, which is scouting for picks, and we will come back with that right after this. Scouting, scouting for picks. Scouting, scouting for picks. Is that the segment good? where we are garbage at? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that good or no? <laughs> that was as good as your picks. <laughs> scouting for picks time, Robert. We picked NFL championship games on our Facebook page since uh, we were yep. not uh, not in last week, but. Uh, those picks, Rob, uh, turned out not not so good. You got one of them right, but Shane and I didn't get any of them right. Yeah, um, just kind of followed the same pattern as the rest of the year for you. This week just proved that Shane, you know, didn't really need to actually miss games to still get them wrong. But yeah, let's bash Shane. Let's let's bash him. He's not here again. Let's just. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, he made a That's comment. Oh, I've I've been gone down. 16 weeks, but you Kick know, he still, picks him. he still picks. He still picks him wrong, moron. <laughs> anyway, let's get into those games, Rob. Let's let's talk <laughs> Rams at Saints. We all picked the Saints, and obviously, in our first segment, we gave a rundown of that, but and we we were wrong. So yeah, I picked, them, I picked him mainly because you know Drew Brees. I I really like Drew Brees. I think he's very underrated. But uh, I definitely thought they were gonna. Oh well. <laughs> oh freaking well. <laughs> Next game: Patriots at Chiefs. You were the only ones to pick the Patriots, and you were the lone survivor in that one. You win. Yeah, that matchup. So, in order for you guys to even come close, I would have had to lose both, and you guys would have had to win both. So, once you guys lost the first one, I was like, didn't care. So, you know what that means, Rob? That, you know, we started this uh, scouting for picks segment on our first uh, podcast episode back Mm -hmm. in the beginning of December. And so, right now, our overall scouting for picks standings, with only one game left to pick NFL-wise, is Rob... You're 12 and 10. Yeah. Shane and I are 9 and 13. So let me just tell you something. From a professional scouter for picker, yep. I would expect better than 12 and 10 out of me. No joke. Well, what are you basing this on? 
just cause your, your I, professional scouting for picker status. Yeah, I mean, there's rankings that we're all on. You know, these. You know, we got rankings on our website. If you guys care to check it out, scoutteammvps.com. And I'm obviously number one, but you know, my record so far has not really looked it. But you guys are still behind me, so I guess we're all good. Yes, I mean, like I said, with that, that means for NFL scouting for picks portion, you you are the champion. Yeah, for the NFL part. I'll, I'll be champion until we shut this thing down and collar quits for good, which could be any time here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they kick us off the airwaves, which, as you know, could be any any point anytime they said rob is kind of a hothead and uh i don't disagree with him (laughs) (laughs) yep rob 12 and 10 shane and i 9 and 13 overall scouting for pick standing so far we do have one nfl game left to pick and that is a super bowl which we will pick on next week's episode now that the nfl season is winding down coming to a close rob our scouting for picks segment is going to take a turn. We're going to start picking some games from other sports as we go forward in this segment. And this week, we are going to pick three different NBA matchups, some big-time games that are happening this upcoming week. Rob, the first one we have here is we have the Charlotte Hornets taking on our Milwaukee Bucks on Friday. <laughs> Who you got in that one? No, I'm definitely going with the Bucks on this one. That's kind of a no-brainer. Um, if they lose, I will shoot myself in the foot oh. on live camera. Interesting. Um, while slamming a bottle of Everclear. <laughs> I mean, is you recorded that, and I mean we can hold you to it. I think it'll hold up in a court of law. Well, I never said what I'd shoot myself with or how big of a bottle it is. So. That's true. True, true. <laughs> there are outs. There are outs. <laughs> You're on Bucks. <laughs> yeah, definitely Bucks. Um, they're obviously the best team in the league for a reason. So, yep, easy pick here. Bucks win. Bucks and six. Um, <laughs> next game, Rob, that we're gonna pick. Oh. Golden State versus the Boston Celtics, and that matchup is happening this Saturday, the 26th. Who you got in that one? Wow. Um, I have some sort of weird feeling that the Celtics are going to actually play semi-decent, but with the Warriors getting Boogie Cousins back and him being able to not only dominate down low but expand and you know hit threes... If he's able to do that versus Celtics, it's all over. I'm definitely taking the Warriors. Yeah, I think, you know, Boston, they're a good team. I mean, they haven't been playing incredibly well, like we talked about earlier, being in that fifth spot right now in the East. But, yeah, I think it could definitely be a really good game. But I think, like you said, Bogey Cousins coming back is probably the X factor. And I think we're both going to be going with Golden State. Hopefully my NFL um, you know, kind of bad luck there doesn't carry over into our NBA picks, but I'm going to go Golden State as well. Yeah, it might. So we're picking the two, <laughs> probably. We're picking the two number one teams in the NBA, our first uh, two picks here. But our third matchup, Rob, we have oh, it's a good the one. Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Denver Nuggets this Saturday. Let's hear your pick. 
Let's see. I like this one. This one's tougher. Two decent teams. Oh, man. I think I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Uh, I like how physical they are. Definitely able to shoot, too. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Nuggets. I don't like the Sixers at all, so that makes the choice easy. I think what makes my choice easy is that we've both uh, picked the Bucks and Golden State in the first two matchups, and if you're going Nuggets, I'm going Philadelphia 76ers. The fight, you have zero choice, my friend. Embiid's taking down the Denver Nuggets. Let's go Sixers. Easy. Yeah, that's easy a terrible money. pick. Scouting for picks, Rob. That's an easy pick for you because you didn't really have Yeah, I couldn't go three for three with you, so I had to switch her up there, but... Yeah. I, you went you went two for two with Shane this week, and you lost both of them. So. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty clear what had to be done there. And uh, <laughs> 76ers going to take down the Denver Nuggets this upcoming Saturday. Rob, we're picking NBA games, and it feels kind of weird, but kind of good at the same time. It does feel weird, but, you know, it's not only going to be NBA games. We're going to definitely pick other other sports as well once the NFL season's completely over and – Maybe some NHL games. Who knows? Maybe the Australian Open final. You never know. You know what would be really cool, Rob, is as we uh, keep this segment rolling in future episodes is to get some fan interaction, what games they might want to see us picking. I'm not sure if they really want our advice or if they just want to see what will Chris do next. But, I mean, I think it would be kind of fun to get some fan input on a, a couple games. Yeah, um, and it definitely would be interesting to see their inputs and uh, see how they can stack up against the professional scouters like us. You know, um, so you're down. You're down, Chris. For that. If they wanted, if they wanted to kind of give us a comment, where would they do that? Uh, if they listen to our podcast on the Anchor app, they can actually submit questions right uh, through the app, or or Ooh. they can always you know send us. Uh, their feedback on Facebook or on Twitter. Send us a uh, slide into our DMs. You know, let let <laughs> us let us know if anything that you guys want to see as far as picks wise. But yes, you can contact us even on our our website has a a feature where you can contact us as well. So you can contact us a variety of different ways and let us know your thoughts. Yeah, we like we like fan interactions, and uh, you know our fan list is growing and growing. So. You know, you better get them voices in while you can. Otherwise, we'll be national soon, and we won't give a crap about you. <laughs> you are man, <laughs> this this uh, this is the second segment, Rob, that you've just run down the the viewers. Um, it's not necessarily running down them because without them, none of this would be possible. Yes, I'm not sure what what you're doing, but uh, definitely just letting them know that they're on the hook for everything here. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, tough bananas. If you don't like it, leave us a comment or subscribe to all of our stuff and yeah. That's take it take it out on us that way. With that, Rob, that wraps up our scouting for picks segment and we will be right back shortly to wrap it up for the week. Wrap it up for this week's episode, episode seven of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Rob and I this week. We want to thank you guys for listening and joining us as always. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Don't forget to subscribe so you guys are notified whenever a new episode drops. And our new episodes come out weekly on Wednesdays. And you can listen to us wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, whether that's on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're out there. We're available. Yeah. Give oh, us yeah, a listen. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're out there. And not only do we want you to listen, we want your money. So donate to our cause. We'll get better just, equipment. Better I mean, I guess, stuff. I mean, I guess I mean, just my just wife be will be happier. Right? Yeah, I mean, let's be real with it. You know, I mean, I feel like a lot of these people aren't real. We want money. We love having you guys interact with us. We love having you guys listen. I mean, not only uh, can you guys listen to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, but you can see us and uh, join us in our conversations on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Scout Team MVPs podcast profile, anchor.fm slash Scout Team MVPs website, Scout Team MVPs.com. Rob. We'll do anything for your money. If you guys <laughs> want to donate to our channel, what we can do is we if you donate, we'll have you on the show. If you donate, you can come to lunch with me. If you Ooh. donate, we can set something up where, you know, you give a hot take on our show or Ooh. No, we appreciate you guys listening and keep tuning in, keep liking us, keep subscribing, keep paying us. Do what you guys do. We love it. Money, money, money. Money. <laughs> yep. Great episode this week, Rob. I had lots of fun. And uh, we are going to be back once again next week, Wednesday, dropping episode number eight. But this is episode seven, and it's great. Next week, Wednesday, on the Scout Team MVPs podcast. 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 Chris, did you have fun today without Shane? I mean, I had fun. It was good. I had a lot of fun. This is a fun episode. Yeah, most of the times I feel depressed because I can't yell at Shane. But, you know, uh, it's great to not have him here. Um, the real two MVPs are here. So um, That's wrapping up our seventh episode of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. We're wild. We're crazy. We're, we're back. Every Wednesday, drop on another episode. Rob. Every Wednesday. Apparently, when we go on vacation, we can't have episodes. Well, I mean, only some of us are smart enough to work the buttons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree with you there, buddy. You do have that IT degree for no reason. Yeah, yep. With that, perfect time to say goodbye, Rob. And uh, yeah, yeah, just say it's bye. It's been fun. Um, I had a good good week with you, Chris. Um, I do have a personal question I want to ask you. Will you be my maid of honor? Aren't you already married? <laughs> I am. And why am I your maid of honor? Not the just mainly taking a shot at you. No big deal. Well, uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Bye, Rob. See you, Chris. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.